There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 43 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing season two of Dark Matter. Now, we did release an episode with our friends from the Nerd Element talking about the first episode. But this is a recap of the rest of the season since life got in the way and Steve and I have not been able to talk about this weekly. Yes. But we were excited to talk about this because it was still an amazing season. Yes, it was. Oh, there's so much going on. So much craziness back and forth with all of the shows. This one, we're learning more this season about all of our cast. I mean, our crew. And I think everything was pretty, like, straightforward, I guess, where you're learning all this information and it didn't seem like throwaway. And it didn't seem too confusing until one particular episode. <laughs> there was a lot of them. I'm just saying yeah. that. So, Steve, let's start off talking about the beginning. So go ahead and start us out. All right. Well, of course, we start out on Hyperion 8, which is a maximum security prison where our uh, anti-heroes were the <laughs> guests of honor. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And uh, there they find a couple of new allies, one being... Nix, which definitely made her presence felt immediately by uh, whooping up on uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> I love how everybody was beaten up on him this season. I don't know what's going on. Now, apparently he pulled the short stick this year. And what's so funny about it is he became, you know, in season one, he was the most unlikable character. Yes. By the end of this season, he's probably my favorite character now. Really? <laughs> Yeah. He did change. I, I do feel like he had a pretty big swing in regards to the way his attitude was, to the way, just like you said, how how he acted in general. Right. And so I, I don't know if I'd say he's the most lovable, but <laughs> he had the biggest swing. And I, I really think that was a huge impact in regards to our crew. Absolutely was. Uh, now, of course, we also pick up a couple of other uh, characters, <laughs> one being Devin, a medic hunted by a drug addiction. Oh, that was rough. Yes, that was very rough. Yeah, when he sits down and explains that in in this season, I mean, I was surprised. I really was. But, I mean, I guess, you know, in the future, even drug addiction is going to be there. So the fact that they kind of put that out there, that, and he's basically at this point self-medicating because he can't get past the guilt. Right. So he's in a just a circle that's never going to end. And I felt bad because, um, what was it, five? Yep. Was like trying to get close to him. I thought she kind of had a crush. He did seem closest Maybe. to her age. Right. Any of them, so. That's true. And we lost a member this season, too. Yes. Oh. 
And, of course, good old Iraq, who uh, ended up being the mole. It's so weird, though. It's like, did you did you think that was going to happen? Oh, yeah. Did you? I mean, he, he was in the prison. He had it too good. You know, he was kind of the boss of the prisoners. And so you knew he had some connections that were going to end up costing the the crew a bit. See, I didn't think it was... I thought it was too obvious that way. Right. And I just feel like they never set it up like, oh, yeah, it's going to be fill in the blank. But, yeah, it totally happened this season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was uh, Alicia Renaud's uh, lapdog. That woman. (laughs) Yeah. She was a thorn in our side through this season. Well, and speaking of uh, thorns in the side... uh, (laughs) We also get uh, Commander Trufant of the Mike Combine. Oh, yeah. Who shows up from time to time during the season to uh, try to thwart our uh, crew and, of course, be a major pain in the backside. Yeah, but in this case, at least in the beginning, she wasn't bad. Well, we didn't know what she was up to or what she was after. Well, we found out that she wasn't a bad person in the beginning, at least for now. Things change, like whichever way the wind's blowing with this woman. Right. But she happens to give three, you know, the layout for the prison, which we did talk about, I believe. And weirdly enough, I thought it was going to be something really horrible she was doing to him. I shouldn't say weirdly enough. It's more odd that it wasn't something bad that she was doing. Right. (laughs) But, you know, bing, bang, boom, they get off. They have these extra people with them, and they're back on the Raza. And Six is back with them because he helps them escape. Yep. And, I mean, Three just doesn't want to believe that he did it, and he doesn't want to believe that he's, you know, really one of them. But, I mean, he's found out all about his past. I'm sorry. I need to specify. Six found out about his past, found out why he was on the Raza, mm-hmm. thought he was doing his duty, found out more information and realized, all right, I am not with the right people. I need to be with the people on the Raza because they are more stand up and trustworthy than who I'm working for. Right. And I thought that was really nice showing that he had this change of heart when he found out all the information and I really just wanted the whole crew back but like I said we lost somebody we lost one this season yeah and that was I didn't, heartbreaking <laughs> I did not believe that that was going to happen like when we see it happen on screen I still didn't believe that it was actually one right. I thought it was like one of the clones from when they like can um Travel, I can't remember what right. they called them. Yeah. I really, I'm like, no, it's going to be one of them. It's not really going to be him and uh, what's his name, Jace Corso. Yeah. I thought it was like, okay, no, they switched places somehow. <laughs> I, just, right. I just kept saying, no, 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 this is not real. I was completely wrong, and it mm. made me very sad. Yes, when they, they do finally catch up to Jace and find out where he's at and go after him and two puts him down. That was a little surprising. I honestly didn't think she was going to do it and because she seemed to kind of waver. Right. 
And I think that was obviously because, you know, she's seeing the face of this person that she'd been working with so closely for so long. But she just had to realize that, nope, this is not the man who who was one of us. Right. And she took him out. But, yeah, that was a surprise. Yes, it was. I think there was a collective fangirl gasp around uh, Dark Matter. And I don't just mean me as fans. Right. <laughs> I mean all of us out there. Uh, yeah, that was a bit of Did you see that coming? No, I, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I was just blind, thinking it's not happening. No, I kept hoping for uh, some kind of switch or something that we didn't see coming and that one would be back, but it never happened. No. <sighs> and then we had some other stuff happening that was kind of strange on the Raza a little later. Why don't you go ahead through that? Well, of course, once they get back on, on the Raza... It's not business as usual because a computer glitch resulted in reinstating old memories in 2, 3, and 4, turning them back into their old jerky mercenary selves. <laughs> oh, the jerks. <laughs> yeah, and they were. They were. They were, and yeah, I have to agree with you there because right away they went after they went after five. Well, they went after all of them, but went after five in a way that I was not expecting. Right. Because you think, okay, it's a kid. Even if you're going to be a, you know, douchey merc, you're not going to, like, go after kids. But holy crap. Yeah, they they went hard after. And yet three somehow. This is where I start feeling three starts changing. Right. Because with his other memories, he's he's kind of a jerk, but he's like, oh, you have this information. Okay, help me out. Give me this. And, you know, he just kept not trying to hurt her. We're right. like, they're ready to space her. And he's like, well, maybe we don't do that. And I felt like this is where he started to change. Right. Which makes me wonder what old memories he had in regards to kids. And we do kind of get something later. Yes, we do. <clears throat> because later on... His old gang shows back up. Yes, because why not? Let's right. really mess up the world. <laughs> You're turning our world upside down. But we find out that this gang leader actually killed his parents and basically took him into his care, if you want to call it that. And made him what he is today. Yeah, no. and definitely started him down the path. Now, do you think that's why he had a bit of a soft spot for Five? I think so. Even without knowing her? Right. Okay. Because it's he, they do choose to give these memories up later. Right. And they have the chance. They can, they can merge them, the android says. But who knows what their attitudes would be. And I thought it was interesting that they all chose to not take those memories back because they all felt like they were a better person. Right. Now, they didn't delete them, so there was no. always that just in case. <laughs> well, we'll get to it in a minute. But mm -hmm. I, I thought that was interesting because obviously Portia, whole different person. Yeah. Like night and day. Yes. I, of course, like three better. But knowing that a little bit about his past, I think, actually helps him a little more. Right. And four, I'm still so on the fence with four. <laughs> because when he had his memories, oh, God, total jerk face. 
Uh-huh. And, of course, now he seems so much like a sullen teenager without them. So it's like, where is the happy medium with him? There isn't one. <laughs> I guess. There never was and there never will be, I don't think. Yeah. I well, uh, there was a possibility later on in the season when him and Nick's hook up. Right. And you think maybe there's – that will be the thing that will, you know, kind of give him – you know, round him out a little bit. See, I feel like he had too much of a wall, so it wouldn't have mattered. It could be. Uh, Very well could be. Basically. Now, of course, we also got to see a whole lot more of the android in this season. Yes. There was so many interesting things this season for the android. She runs into other androids without knowing they're androids. I'm really shocked with that. That she wasn't able to figure out that they were not androids. Right. But they gave her a chip to make her more human. And, you know, she's like, well, will I be flawed? What is this? And she did have some problems with it. But I loved when she became, what what was the name she used? I don't even remember. You would. (laughs) I thought you might have it. Because she, she uses this upgrade to kind of go undercover to help the crew of the Raza. Right. And... I mean, she's just like a regular person, which I love it because it was so very lost girl. Because she was yeah. a lost girl, as was somebody else who showed up chasing our people this this season. I love how right. sci-fi mixes all of their people. This is That's a, right. It's great. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're going to just keep hiring you over and over in all the shows. It's great. Um, but I loved how she played it. And it's so funny because when I was down at Dragon Con and I went to their panel... Like, the way she played her human character is exactly how she sounds. You're just, like, totally, totally, like, just free and clear, you know, and just going. And then she switched, actually, in the panel to her Android voice because somebody asked her how she did it. She's like, I don't know, just, you know, they're telling you you're an Android. You don't have a whole lot of emotion, but you kind of do. And she just flipped into it, and it was just so funny because it doesn't sound like her when you see her, like, up close and personal. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I love that she has, like, almost two separate personalities with this. Later in the season, even when she turns off the upgrade, she still kind of has that in her head. And uh, I had that moment, and I can't remember who did the book. It's like, do androids dream of electric sheep? Who wrote right. that? And it was very weird because they had that moment, like that flash, because she is having a problem later in the season and dreaming. And she's not supposed to dream because she's an android. Right. And, you know, she can't even differentiate which personality she wants to be necessarily in the dream. Because she's like, this isn't right. I shouldn't be here. And then you see her kind of slide back into, it's like she can be free and stay there as, like, her human persona. Or does she slide back and do what she needs to do to help everybody and be the android again? Which I totally went off on a tangent, and I'm so sorry. (laughs) But I I just love the way they did her storyline like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. And really, the upgrade is what I believe caused the dreaming. Okay. And the virus. And everything else. I think the the, uh, the android that she befriended was basically doing everything he could to take the Raza. Really? And almost succeeded. See, I didn't, I didn't think that. I thought it was all an accidental thing. 
No, I don't think so. I think he was behind it all. Do you think we'll find out possibly next season? I kind of doubt it. I think they'll leave it as vague as it ended up being. Yeah. That would suck. (laughs) Who knows? Anyway, let's talk. Let's talk about the Galactic Authority for a second. (laughs) Why are they sending people? I mean, I know why. Right. But why is this guy like a dog with a bone? Like, he has... Captain Ahab. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just like, he is so set on taking them down. Like, it doesn't matter what he's seen, what they've done. You know, you expect her Kirkin. Yeah. They could be saving, like, an orphanage with, you know, full of kids, puppies, kittens, and nuns that's on (laughs) fire. And this man would be like, I have to take you in. It doesn't matter. You know, I I don't understand why he is so... (laughs) What what is your feeling on him? Yeah, he's just a major pain. (laughs) You know, he's... He's worse than Trufant because he always shows up at the most inopportune time and almost blows everything. Mm-hmm. But the crew always finds a way to get the best of him. Okay. So it's like, you know, you almost feel sorry for him because he's trying so hard to capture them and he just can't do it. No, he can't. You know, it's the, the coyote chasing the roadrunner. <laughs> oh, God. It's just like, oh, uh, why? Why are you so... Uh, all right, sorry. Mm-hmm. Let's move I mean, on. You can be angry. Right. I mean, I'm pretty sure he knows that the Galactic Authority is corrupt as hell. And he's trying to stand up and be the one person in the galaxy that's trying to do right. Okay. At least that's the kind of take I get from him is, you know, he's, he's really... You know, just like Six. Six was... Wanting to do right. But, you know, Six found out that, oh, yeah, there's a lot of bad stuff going on, so I don't want to be any part of it where, you know, this guy is, I don't care what everybody else is doing. I have my job, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to bring justice. Oh, I don't know. All right. Let's go past him. Let's talk about Nix. Let's (laughs) talk about Nix and her relationship with a certain somebody that we know from other shows. (laughs) Yes. Yes. She tricks the gang into uh, going to this station where they think they're going to score some supplies that they can sell. And yeah, like it's going to be an easy heist, which right then maybe no. Yeah. We find out that her brother is on board and is part of this group of, (laughs) I love this. Psychic psychotics known as the Seers. <laughs> That's a different way to put it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and her brother, and I always screw up his name, Mafo Koaho. I'm probably killing that... his name. We know him from Falling Skies. He's now in yes, Dirt we... Gently. I love mm-hmm. that he was in here because he keeps popping up and he's just great. And if you're ever tweeting anything with him in it, make sure you tag him because he answers like everybody. Yes, he does. Uh, He was really sweet in this one because, you know, he understands what's happening because obviously he's connected up to these other psychics and he's been messing with these people who are trying to, what kind of 
take over their area. Right. Yes, they are wanting galactic dominance because they were basically test subjects who overthrew their captors and have basically brought more people in to this collective knowledge that they've created via the These testing that was done on them, yeah. yes. And I love the fact, because they have, like, cognitive abilities, you know, he, he understands what's happening, even if his sister really doesn't. And, you know, at the end, he realizes he has to go back because they'll never stop looking, blah, blah, blah. So he chooses to do that to save his sister and the crew of the Raza. Right. And at one point, though, he does talk to Four. And he's like, well, you do have a choice. And this is where I got a little iffy. Was it Four that gave him the idea? Or did he get the idea because he talked to Four and he... I know that sounds weird. But because he had, like, these abilities, kind of psychic abilities that he can just take care of himself and not worry about getting back in or well, you know, what? Four, yeah, four gave him the option of another way out and actually gave him the knife. See, I assumed that because of his abilities, like he knew what four was going to do. So four didn't exactly give him the idea. Right, but that's true. But because he talked to four, he had the idea and the means. And I don't think I said it really well the first time <laughs> i was confusing myself right that's because there's another episode in here that was completely confusing but to me right but yeah when he goes back he chooses to end his own life instead of being part of the machine again right and since he was one of their strongest it was going to take them a while to kind of rebuild but here's my question to you since he he's part of this and the rest of them can see what he was going to do and what he did would that give the rest of them who are part of the machine enough like strength and fortitude to kind of do it themselves i think it probably did give a few of them that i'm not sure it gave all of them that because the seers show up in a couple of other episodes uh they basically um kill devon mm -hmm. and um and then they show up again at the end, you know, and it, it's so it it might have slowed them down some, but I don't think it's stopped them much. <laughs> so we might see them again. I believe we will see them again. OK, well, then we have the gang at one point going after Reynald again. And well, I don't know why I said again. I'm sorry. <laughs> they go after her because she was trying to come after five. Right, okay. or I tried to uh, steal the key card that we find out is part of the blink drive. Yeah, and it actually got all of Five's friends killed going back in season one. You know, she right. wants to know what's going on and what's this, so they all decide, all right, we're going to try to figure this out. So they go, and they go where she's in her, like, little ivory tower, so to speak. <laughs> exactly. And they end up stealing the actual blink drive. Which this is weird because they get they finally get it back. They had a lot of the clone things with the like transfers. It, it was weird crap. <laughs> <laughs> but they get the drive back to the Raza, and it's like, oh hey, let's use this blink drive. <sighs> and this is the episode that my head just spins, and and I love that we have brain explodes. 
on here because this was back and forth, back and forth, too. Yeah. <laughs> because the blink drive didn't work so well. Well, it kind of did, but they ended up not any further than they thought. It was only, what, like a mile and a half or something? Right. But they were in a whole different dimension, an yeah. alternate universe. Oops. And this was just... Were you able to keep up with this episode? <laughs> because there was multiple of our people, and it's like, wait, who is this one? Can you wear armbands or something? And and yeah. <laughs> one is back, but... Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One is there, but six is not. Right. And we have, like, this back and forth, trying to get information, trying to get the blink drive, trying to get rid of uh, who? Renault, right? Right. Yes. And then there's a fight, and the Raza's involved, and it's like, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> it was just so much back and forth with this episode that, seriously, I had a moment. So, if you're following up to this point, and you had questions on that episode, which I think was episode eight. Yes. Just go back and watch it like a dozen more times, and maybe you'll you'd be better off than we are <laughs> because seriously, I don't know. There was a lot happening. It was great because our guys ended up with the the working blink drive. Right. And the android got some information, mm-hmm. but other than that, it was confusing. <laughs> Ugh, I'll tell you. Go ahead, Steve. What were your thoughts on this particular episode? Oh, I. I love this episode. It was so much fun to see them basically the way they were before their memories were taken Mm -hmm. and seeing how the better versions of themselves were able to manipulate them into getting what they wanted. Okay. So do you think that we'll ever see them again? I kind of doubt it. You don't think that they'll try since... You know, that universe now knows that the burnt-out blink drive actually goes universe-to-universe universe as opposed to strictly place-to-place. Place. Yeah, I that's, that's a tough call. <laughs> I don't really... I think the fried one is... That's not going to... They aren't going to be able to reverse-engineer it. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Besides, we got more than enough trouble on our hands for season three. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> yes. Okay, where shall we go? Oh, talking about Sue and her nanites, shall we? Yeah, we need to talk about two and her nanites. Well, apparently, I missed the fact that Will Wheaton was in an episode earlier because he, he pops up in is. this. What was that? When they first went back to Dwarf Star Technologies, we meet. Yeah, I'm like, how did I miss this earlier? Because <laughs> he's like, oh, it's so good to see you again. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Will Wheaton. So, two's nanites are failing. They figure out, okay, the only way we can get it is to go back to where the source was. Right. So there's no way to get in because there's a space elevator, technical, sci-fi, blah, blah, blah. So they have to, like, this kind of creeped me out. They have to get, like, their eyes not replaced to get in, but almost cloned, I think, is what they use. So they have to get somebody who worked there and clone their eyes into their own eyes so that it would work for the eye scanner. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> this has kind of got me, like, cringing. Anything with eyes. I don't know how I'm going to go get LASIKs. I'm going to tell you that now. I'm planning <laughs> it. So I'm going to be – I'm going to have to, like, major anxiety meds or something. Yes. Because this had watchers. me just like, oh, God. And, and it's not even real. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, but it was really interesting to find out a little bit about Portia's background, too, here. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't know if I was more excited to find out that she wasn't, like, necessarily alone there. Right. Or if it was just that she was able, no matter what they did, the training, the the testing, etc., she was still able to find a piece of herself enough to, you know, spare the guy who, who she had a connection with. Right. But... Long story short, she has to get new Danites, which they have. There was an upgrade. Yeah. And we thought we lost her, lost her, but uh, thankfully, no. Yeah, thankfully. Thankfully. Okay, now that I yeah, dabbled on. Yeah, well, they, she did have to battle the, an improved version of herself <laughs> without. 2.0. It, yeah, except it was male and. Bigger. Yeah. Bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah. It's like the six million dollar man, which so many people won't get that reference. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Okay. But And of yeah. course then we get the wonderful three and five episode <laughs> where five gets kidnapped by some slave trading ruffians. Three goes to Saber gets badly wounded, and we get all these tender moments between the two. <laughs> Again, this just makes me feel like there's got to be a whole lot more with three. Because five just really seems to be, you know, oh, this is going to sound bad, me saying it this way, like the bleeding heart of the group. Right. <laughs> um, and I know that sounds bad, but I don't mean that bad. You know, just she, right. she wants to care for everybody, and she right. believes everybody is good. Good. And it's almost Especially that, young. yeah, it's almost that naive quality. But the fact that we see the softer side then of three, I really, yeah, it's weird how you see how far he's come at this point then. Right. And of course, the galactic authorities show up again. Again, that man. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. He's just like, I'm going to get you and fine, you know, was it three was going to be like, fine, whatever, I'm going to die until not so much. Right. <laughs> because it's great. I love this. I love this, like, bond, how they congeal together. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, go ahead. And then four had to go screw the whole thing up. Oh, you talk about four, because it, it's like, uh I don't know how to feel about what he did. I can understand it a little, but at the same time, it's like, but isn't there a different way? Right. Yeah, he always intended to try to retake, retake the throne. And he felt that the only way that he could do that was to restore his memories so he would know who he could trust. And see, that's iffy. Yeah. Because <laughs> it didn't prove that the people that he thought was trusting could be trusted. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for the rest of the crew, he would have been the one that was six feet under instead of everybody else that he had killed. Yeah. I mean, he still has all the skills, but how many people can you take out? Thankfully, uh, the Raza has something to do with everything. Right. So not only does he basically leave the crew to take his throne, he turns around and shows up in the finale as the gang is attempting to stop the Ferris Corp from blowing up Space Station EOS-7 as they're having this big corporation meeting and by blowing it up would start a galactic war. 
He shows up and turns around and steals the blink drive. And this is why I was angry. Because I'm like, yes. I, uh, like I said, the last episode, I could understand why he wanted his memories back, even though I thought he was a jerk. But this doesn't right. make well, sense. He's... Like, why? <laughs> why are you turning on everybody after everything? They've done. I know. It's His planet was in the Met, was getting beaten in a war mm -hmm. with a rival planet. He knew that the best way to win this war was to have the blink drive so he could just show up and pop in and <clears throat> destroy his enemy and pop back out. <sighs> and the gang actually stops the Ferris plan of blowing up the station, but four ends up doing it for doing it for him. I uh, I have no words. <laughs> I have no words. I know. Why do you do this to us sci fi? Why? <laughs> Because we liked him season one, yeah. all of this season, and then you go and have him do this. <laughs> so I have no idea what's going to happen for the next season. I mean, we're yeah. going to war. Are are the is our gang alive? Are right. We have no idea who survived the explosion. God, it's frustrating. Yes, it is. <laughs> Speaking of frustrating, we want to know how you guys feel about this. So we want you to write us fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you feel, especially about this. This is such a b big betrayal in my eyes. But I want to know what everybody else feels. I mean, you know how Steve and I feel right now. I feel betrayed. I feel dirty. I'm sad. Steve, share your feelings with everyone right now. It was probably one of the biggest season finales since... What, season one of Sleepy Hollow, where you just go, <laughs> WTF? <laughs> oh, I was not expecting this. That's, that's what I can tell you. Right. And, you know, how how is any of this going to be able, you know, how is the crew going to get themselves back together enough to get the blink drive back? Or is Rio just going to take over the universe or you know wow <laughs> is all i got to say is wow yeah i guess we'll find out next season because we get a that's season right. three so this is that's good. right all right people this has been stressful and this is probably <laughs> better that we did a recap because the way it started to build i would have probably been like just a freaking wreck <laughs> <laughs> at least i've had time to process all of this least try yeah. to yeah so don't forget to rate and review us on itunes good ratings help other people find us tell your friends we hope you're enjoying it you know you can find us on other other ways other than just itunes which if you're listening to us obviously you know this by now you can find us on our page fangirlzone.com uh what are we on stitcher we're on a couple different things and of course i can't remember everything right now google play yes google play thank you we're over on Hollow Nine, which maybe that's where you're listening to us right now. And if that's the case, then don't forget to check out the other stuff Steve and I are on. And if you're not listening to us on Hollow Nine, if you're listening to us on Fangirl Zone, go check out Hollow Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point you know where to find Steve and I. I mean, my contacts are all on the Fangirl Zone. Steve tweets a lot. So, Steve, go ahead and tell him your Twitter. 
at Salyer Steve, S-A-L-Y-E-R-S-T-E-V-E. And I don't know why I don't have on that on there yet. I'm going to have to put that on our contact page because it's easier that yes. way. I don't know. Steve and I, we have a lot going on. We have a very complex relationship with sci-fi right now. Yes. It's, it's got me very stressed out a lot. But there's tons of shows coming on sci-fi that Steve and I are going to be talking about. If there's anything out there that you're like, why haven't you guys talked about this? You know, let us know. Again, fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. Steve and I, if we ever get a break between these awesome new shows, are going to try to do epic rewatches of shows, which yes. may be here, or we may have information of where you can find it if, in case we end up doing this on, say, Patreon. But mm-hmm. just make sure you watch us. Or watch these shows. I'm trying to watch us. Watch us. Yeah. Watch us talk on nothing. Watch sci-fi. Right. You'd have to start doing video. Uh, yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. Yes. I would have to not look like a wreck. Okay. <laughs> um, make sure you watch these sci-fi shows. Like all these other ones. I know people are like, give it one and done. Some of these shows you got to give it maybe two or three episodes, which I know that seems like a lot of investment. But you always have world building, and then all of a sudden it's like, bam, these shows are unbelievable. So if there's other shows out there, if you want to join us on a podcast for a show, you know, let us know. We are always open to having people on. That's how we've actually gotten podcasters previously. We've had people write in, we've had them join us, and then all of a sudden they're part of the crew. So that's right. We're totally down for all of that. Yes, go back and listen to some. Season one, Sleepy Hollow, that Sean and I did, and you'll find out. <laughs> yeah, we started in the middle of the season, just so you mm-hmm. know. We weren't in the beginning. Picked it up in 10, and yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Episode 10 was our first one, and then season two, we picked up yes. had a lot of people on as guests. So, that's yeah, right. just give us a listen. Give us a holler. Uh, I'm so excited about the stuff that, that is still coming out on Sci-Fi for this year, and we're already almost done with the year, but still. Yes, Amazing. Expanse will be back. Magicians will be back. A lot of stuff. Incorporated. And since we're heading into the holiday season, which I can't believe I'm saying that, um, Jess and I always do for Fangirl Zone a holiday card. But if you want a holiday card from Steve and I, send us your email. We'll send you a digital card. And I think we're going to do that over at Hollow Nine as well. But Fangirl Zone will be doing this. So if anybody wants one, let us know. You'll get to see our goofy faces. (laughs) (laughs) all right so i think that's everything with this episode of sci-fi talk number 43 dark matter recap season two this is steve this my name is not four i am ashida rio emperor of zaron now i'm sad (laughs) until next time